Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. A trio from the Montana State men's track team is into the NCAA National Finals in Tracktown, USA. Hello, I'm Andrew Houghton. Montana State qualified a program record five athletes for the NCAA Outdoor Track and Field Championships in Eugene, Oregon this weekend. On Wednesday, Duncan Hamilton, Levi Taylor, and Drake Schneider all punched tickets to the finals in their respective events, earning All-American honors in the process. Hamilton, a junior who is in his sixth total national championship meet, plays through the men's 3,000-meter steeplechase semifinal, winning his heat in a near-record qualifying time of 8 minutes, 23.19 seconds. That time was not only one of the fastest qualifying times in the event's history in the top time in the field of 16 runners, but also served as the 27th fastest time on the planet this year. The Bozeman High School product took fifth in the event last year as a sophomore. Taylor, a sophomore from Laurel, also guaranteed himself All-American honors by earning the seventh best qualifying time in eight minutes, 30.2 seconds to earn a spot in the finals. Schneider broke his Montana State record in the 400-meter hurdles for the fourth time in three meets, running a personal best 49.08 seconds. The mark was the second best in the field heading to the finals. Colby Wilson, the fourth MSU athlete in the national championship field, earned honorable mention All-American honors by finishing 20th in the pole vault. Lucy Corbett, a Bozeman High product and five-time Big Sky Conference champion, competes in the women's high jump on Saturday. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. Said the ladies, they love me. From the bleachers, they screaming. All the ballers is bouncing. They like the way I be leaning. All the rappers be hating. Hope the trap that I'm making. But all the hustlers, they love it. Just to see one of us making. Came from the bottom of the bottom to the top of the pops. London, Japan, and I'm straight up the block. Like a running back. What up, Montana? Welcome back. Nuana's now ESPN Radio. Maybe you're watching SWX Montana Television. Maybe you're on that ESPN Montana app. If you don't have the new app, go get it. Great way to listen to this show live and or archived. Hope you're having a great Thursday. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. We're coming to you through the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Northwest Motorsport, new to Missoula, new to Montana. You can find them here in the Garden City, corner of Stevens and Mount. You can also check them out online at nwmsrocks.com. Miss anything in the first hour of the show? You can always find it on the Nuanas Now podcast, proudly presented by the Advocates as well as Sportsbet Montana. We talked our way all the way around track and field. So many great athletes in track right now. 
And it seems like the entry point for track and field for Montana athletes is a little easier to get into the Division One level than any other sport because your time is your time. They're not analyzing who you're playing against. If you're running or jumping or having great marks, schools are noticing. And I think that's why we have about to be at least 60 Division One athletes from the state of Montana in track and field coming up this next year. 31 from this class alone headed to the, headed to the D1 ranks. We also talked the overlay between business and sports, particularly when it comes to the NFL, as well as the Live Tour. That was part of our business angle with Justin Angle. And uh, we also talked some FCS football, which we will continue to do. So go check it all out on the podcast. Also, you want to stream the show, station website works, so does that ESPN Montana app. And if you want to be a part of the show, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Call and or text us. Anytime throughout Nuanas now. Time now for the continuation of one of our favorite segments of the summer. It's our senior spotlight where we highlight some of the best athletes from around the state of Montana. We particularly like having the Missoula athletes here because we're sitting here in the city of Missoula and then they can come in and they can be on TV. It's not just a phone call. Our series continues with Ian Finch. He's a now recently graduated senior from Missoula Hellgate. What's up, man? Congratulations, first of all, on graduation. Thank you, thank you. Thanks for having me, Colter. So, uh, was it, uh, I mean, how's it feel? Because you, you think about your senior year, then you navigate your senior year, you have a great time during your senior year, but then all of a sudden it's over, and uh, now all of a sudden high school's in the rear view. So, does it seem real yet? Doesn't really seem real yet, but uh, it's pretty bittersweet. Um, you know, I'm going to play for the Grizz. That's an amazing thing. I think I'm going to have a lot of fun doing that. But at the same time, like, you're leaving all your best friends, all your favorite teammates, and you got to make new ones, make new teammates. And uh, it's I'm, I'm looking forward to it. <clears throat> well, let's talk about uh, your senior year as a whole. First of all, did you do a spring sport? Yeah, track. So you did some track and field. Okay, so uh, tell me about your track season, because that's the one I'm the least familiar with. Followed you heavily during football and basketball. Yeah. But uh, what were you doing during track yeah, and spring? Yeah, so uh, this spring I, I've got a bad back, so I was only doing oh, the 4 bummer. Yeah, I was only doing the 4 by one and uh, we're not very we're not very good at that. It's all right. Uh, <laughs> right. It's just kind of like a it's just a sport to get better for football. For but, sure, uh, for sure. Last couple of years, I've been four by one, one hundred triple jumps. So okay. I, just, I, I toned it down this year, and we we did the four by one, and <laughs> we did not get the baton around the the track at divisionals. So <laughs> we didn't we didn't make it past divisionals, but it's all good. I mean, something to keep you in shape, something to keep you you know improving yeah. your athleticism, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Hell, you has got a great track program right now. That we were talking track off the top, yeah. and. Uh, Especially on the girls' side. Oh, my God. Yeah. You guys got, you got, it's like a factory. I mean, Kelsey Mays, Jordan Sage Brooks oh, over there in Syracuse. Got a couple girls down in northern Arizona. I mean, it's uh, producing pretty good D1 athletes on the Hellgate side, especially on the girls' side for Hellgate track. Yeah. Um, the girls have always been a little bit better than us boys there. But uh, one thing that stands out is our, our cross country, our long distance. For sure. The they're, distance program at Hellgate's exceptional. They're amazing. Yeah. Yeah, boys, boys and girls. For sure. We had that Iggy Fitzgerald. He went to Oregon for right. uh, the mile, two mile. And, you know, Kenzie May, one of the best runners we've seen yet. But, uh, yeah, I think the girls come in and they work really hard. And they're all focused and they're wanting to win. And then the boys, you know, most of us just play football. We're right, kind of right. just doing it for the football. But, but there's a lot of soccer guys, too, oh, yeah. that don't do track because they, they're doing spring soccer, right? And I feel like if we did have some of those guys, maybe like a Marcus Anderson for sure. or something like that, yeah. we would be, you know, even that much better. But we had a great throwing program for our dudes. Tommy Nielsen showed out on the shot put. Yeah. Um, you know, Lane Cooney doing the discus. A um, couple good jab throwers. And... Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it's just a great atmosphere and a great team. Speaking of Tommy Nielsen, he actually just texted me, and uh, so he will join us tomorrow. So that'd be oh, fun. Back no to back Hellgate guys. Oh yeah. Uh, so we were. I've been actually texting with Tommy a little bit lately. So it'll be fun to to have him in studio. Uh, the Marcus Anderson story is so cool too, right? Because he's a you know four year starter playing for his dad. And he gets, gets to score the game winning goal oh in the state championship game in overtime. Yeah. Against the rival. I mean, it's like storybook. It was. It was amazing. That was. I didn't even really go to much soccer games before that one, but. We had a crazy student section there, and we were we were being loud supporting them. And then it went to overtime, and we're just like, "Oh my God, are, are we gonna finally like lose a state championship in soccer? Because we're they're just so dominant, so dominant." And then Marcus ripped that goal, and it was it was a pretty sweet goal. And and then we started rushing the field, and they're like, "Oh, back up, back up, not ready yet." And then 
it was like 15 seconds and then we stormed the field and we were, I was insanely proud of those guys they've worked super hard and I've I've gone to school with them since you know grade school for sure it, it meant a lot to me too I mean that's one of the cool parts about growing up in Missoula growing up in Montana because you do get to set, kind of get to know people and then follow along whether you're playing with them or watching them play sports you know ever since you're a little kid so they become your great friends Ian Finch Missoula Hellgate in studio with us part of our senior spotlight it's presented by Blaine McElmurray and McElmurray Holmes so we're going to kind of go in reverse order so let's talk some hoops Hellgate hoops great tradition they've always been so good Uh and uh, you guys were a well-disciplined well-oiled machine this year as well so so just take us through I mean it seems like the faces change, but the style always stays the same. Hellgate's always so solid. What is it about Jeff Hayes and his dad that make this thing just churn like they do? Yeah, I think uh, the Hayes both just put, you know, so much time that you don't see. Obviously, there's practice, there's there's that, but there's also film evaluation. For sure, they evaluate every player after the years come. So I was a freshman. After my freshman year, they evaluated me as if I was on varsity. Right. I was on freshman. They still care about you. Totally. So I think it's just they put in so much time to everyone, but they also put in, like, an insane amount of time for that varsity team. Right. But the it's just, like, the throughout the program, they're caring about everyone and wanting them to succeed and do good. So they'll give you tips on what you need to do during the summer and then – Summer, they're uh, after this. I'm going to go to one of their games. Nice. They they've got a ton of games in June, and then kind of settles out for July because that's kind of when our our the football camps are for Hellgate. But yeah, I think it's just the time they put in and how much they enjoy winning. You were a great basketball player. Uh, it's so interesting. Sometimes guys in Montana that are good at multiple sports. It's uh, maybe you think you're going to go pursue one to the other. Mm-hmm. You were kind of getting more run as a, a sophomore in hoops than maybe even you were in football yet. So yeah. did you ever consider that maybe your future was going to be in basketball? Um, maybe, maybe not. So I think freshman, freshman, right. sophomore year, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm probably a little bit better at basketball than football right now. Right. And then sophomore year football, I kind of that was like my yeah. like awakening. I was like, okay, I'm like this is what I want to do. Sure. I enjoy this a ton, and so. Then it kind of that's when it switched. I was like, you know, I'm doing football full time, but I still love basketball. I'm still going to do that, and it's great for you. So for sure, that's that's what happened. My story. What'd you think of a, just the way that, that your senior year played out? Because you guys had a great stretch there. I think you won 11 out of oh. 12, and then kind of kind of fizzled towards the end of the postseason. But yeah, I mean, still a lot to be proud of. And they do return a pretty good core too. I mean, Connor Dick should be one of the best oh, yeah. guys in the state. So I mean, just take us through your senior year of hoops. Yeah, it was. We started off, we lost a senior by two, and, you know, honestly, all of us were pissed. We were like, you know what, this is, we're not going to lose this year, all this, all that. But we came out, we worked really hard, and then we started putting together some wins. And then we, I think we dropped one to Capital, and then... And then Capital we were, was very good Capital's this year, Capital was really good. And then we started winning again, and um, we kept that going, and then it was almost like we get to... We get to divisionals and we just can't put it together. Like, what's going on with us? So yeah, yeah. You guys had some some games though that you'll probably never forget. I mean, the the overtime oh, yeah. game against Big Sky in your yeah. own gym that mm-hmm. was a great one. I mean, you guys had a big lead and then Big Sky comes back, but you close them out. Oh my God! And uh, you know the the Golden Goat at Dahlberg with everybody going crazy. Yep. I mean, that's I mean that was a pretty good stretch for you for your senior. Oh, yeah. I mean, those games were like only a week apart. Definitely, it was. I think Crosstown in Missoula is unmatched compared to anywhere else in the state because if you look you you see like Billings West versus Senior that may be a decent game but West is just so dominant right in in basically everything for sure and then you look obviously Sentinel runs the state for football for sure so it's we didn't even have a crosstown game against them for football but then the basketball is just Unreal. Right. Everyone shows up from the town, even Big Sky people. And now this year it's going to be Big Sky versus Hellgate for that GOAT game, and I'm really excited to see how that shows down. It's going to be super fun, and mm-hmm. uh, love the, the rivalries that we got across high school sports, but particularly the ones here uh, in the Garden City. I'll tell you a little bit about footballs. So, first of all, Hellgate's got a new football coach. I ran into you and Brian Sloan the other day, and yeah. we were talking a little bit about Hellgate football. Yeah. Uh, but... You, you were part of a distinct era of Hellgate football where 
uh, it was an afterthought in the state and, and no victories. And yeah. uh, I know it was kind of uphill sledding, but you guys were able to get in the win column several times. And, mm-hmm. you know, that group of guys with Raleigh Wooster all the way through now your class, you guys got a little momentum going. So, I mean, first of all, what did you think of just Mick Morris and the way he was sort of at least able to lay the uh, foundation for Elgate Yeah, football? I thought he laid a great foundation. Um, he was very supportive of anyone coming out and playing football and very supportive of everyone playing football because we just needed the numbers. Um, I think he, he put together a pretty a pretty well-run offense, I mean, at least to my standards because he Well, you're wide receiver, so yeah, yeah, you got to start throwing the ball. Right, right. Um, well, that was, I mean, that was one of the big uphill battles Hellgate had is that when Hellgate was good in the early to mid-90s, Jeff Donald was running the option as good as anybody in the state. Yep. They kind of stuck with that for a long time, uh-huh. and it started going away. So I thought Mick Morris's idea yeah. to say, hey, let's run the spread and throw it all over the place, it yeah. helped you guys be more competitive. Uh-huh. For sure. Um, I also thought that was one of our strengths was our skill guys were really good. For sure. We just, it's hard to find big, tough, strong linemen that are willing to block, um, which is something we've always had a problem with. For sure. But um, I think just the the defense was there. We just had no, nothing left in the tank. Right. We'd, we'd play 14 guys. Right. And it's just, you can't, you can't win at that. You can you can put together some close games, and you know you're probably not gonna come out with the with the victory. You might have a shootout. You might lose by three to Butte. Right. Um, but I thought I, I really thought Mick did a really good job yeah. with s- setting a foundation, and you know showing that Hellgate has potential with the wins. And I think. Um, I think there's a great group of guys this year, and I think that something this year that they've had success with is they have a good line. They have kids that want to block, kids that are in the weight room every single day. And, you know, you've got a great quarterback in Connor Dick, great basketball player too. But then not only that, you got Leo Filardi, the amazing, record holder. amazing wide receiver. you got some names people maybe, maybe don't know, like, Mario Rosemond, who's I think he's going to show out this year. I we we got Asher Top, an athlete, point guard. He had a good year team. in basketball for sure. And yeah. I think he's going to step it up this year as well in football. So I just think across the board, I think it's heading in the right direction. It will be an interesting transition too with Mick Morris taking an administrative position at Helena Capital. Now Ryan Nelson, the head coach uh-huh. uh, at Missoula Hellgate. Ian Finch joining us here in studio. Nuan is now ESPN Radio. Uh, the you mentioned one of the big challenges for Hellgate football has always been the numbers. Yeah. But when, when you are sort of building it, but you also know, you know, you're going to be playing every snap. Like you said, you only play 14 guys. What kept, yeah. kept you going? What kept you, yeah. you know, working hard at practice? It was it was uh, just like the will to win. Like for sure. Everyone, like, or at least be you competitive, don't, right? You don't yeah. want to be the doormat for sure. of the state. You don't want to be just walked all across. So I think everyone kind of just took it personally, and they're like, you know, we might lose, but we're – we're never going to go out without a fight. And I think anyone can say that we never did. We always went out with a fight. We, we may have been down 50 at some points, but we were still playing. We are still working our butts off, and yeah. Well, you are going to still be playing first and foremost next week in the East West Shrine game, and then for the Montana Grizzlies. So mm-hmm. uh, take us through when that sort of became a reality for you. When did Montana first start yeah, recruiting you land on your radar. Yeah, they first started recruiting me my sophomore year um, just as a receiver, and then they're like, they wanted to see some more things out of me because sophomore year I really didn't play much defense. Mm-hmm. And so I started, like, they, they kept talking me throughout um, Montana State as well. Um, and, like a, like, a random one, like North Dakota State was talking to me. Interesting. So they're all talking to me, and no one was, like, pulling the trigger. And so then... You know, my senior year, I was just like, you know what, I'm playing full-time defense as well. Um, I, you know, I need to show what I what I can provide. And so then it was after the the uh, the Butte game was like, it was, they were talking to me before that, and they were like, yeah, it's, it's coming here soon. Just don't know when. And then after that Butte game, I thought I, I personally thought I had a really good defensive game. And uh, I thought that was probably my best overall game as well in my high school career so right after that they they asked me at that southern utah game at, at, at home yeah on the field and the craziest struggle game of all oh time oh my god right? right and i was just like you know 
I was like, oh, I was like about to commit right on the spot. Yeah. And then I was, you know, I got, I got to think about it because I got some roots there at Montana Tech. Interesting. And um, I, I know Schleeman pretty well, so I was like thinking about it. And then, then Pease called me like two nights later and gave me his sales pitch, and I just had to take it. So, so receivers, is that what they're thinking of as yeah. Montana? Okay. Mm-hmm. So you just mentioned Coach Pease, who is a uh, an all time Grizz great, both as a former quarterback and as a uh, coach has been around for a long, long time. He's such a demanding coach at that wide receiver spot as well. But that must be pretty cool for a guy from Missoula to get recruited by a guy like that. I mean, because once upon a time, Brent Peace was the offensive coordinator of Florida. I mean, this yeah. guy's as good of a college coach as you're going to find for at sure. this level. Yeah, um, it was pretty surreal. And, you know, you hear stories about Pease being, like, one of the toughest coaches who'll play. Oh, baby. He's so, fun to watch coach, oh, man. Yeah. He's... Let's just say this. There's no such thing as perfect in Brent Pease's world. Uh-uh. He's going to make you try to be perfect, though, and that's why he's Which sending is... guys to the league. And that, that's a straight shout-out to Samari Torre because yeah. Brent Pease made Samari Torre, not Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, that's why they have so much success there at that wide receiver position. Yeah. Um, like, obviously, Sammy Akem, Samari Torre, those are guys that got coached under Brent Pease. For sure. And uh, that's what I'm I'm looking forward to that. I mean, Gabe Solser, uh, oh, yeah. Mitch Roberts. So how about on those, that yeah. note, oh, yeah. though, I mean, those two guys are local guys that mm-hmm. have, have gotten big-time playing time. So does yeah. that give you a little uh, inspiration as a local guy yourself? Yeah, that gives me, that gives me a little hope. Um, and they're great guys. So they'll talk to you about their experience and, you know, what you can do to uh, put yourself out there even more. But, um, yeah, even guys like Junior Bergen, you're talking to them. All, the, all those Sentinel recruits from last year, um, those, yeah. are, those are people I know really well too. So I think it's just going to be a great environment for me. Ian Finch, a graduate of Missoula Hellgate as of this last weekend, on his way to the University of Montana to play football. Part of our senior spotlight presented by Blaine McElmurray and McElmurray Holmes. Was it surreal for you when you first started getting recruited, though, since you are from here? Yeah, it, it was surreal. I was like, uh, I came home, I ta- told my parents, and they're like, oh, we need to tell everyone. I'm like, no. Don't tell everyone. Don't tell right? everyone. Yeah, right. It doesn't matter. Like, it's not that big of a deal. But right. On the inside, I was. But it is a big deal. Yeah, it, it was a big deal, and yeah. it still is. So You just got to maintain that focus, mm-hmm. right? Well, this is the other interesting part is that Bobby Houck has such a, uh unbelievable reputation in the state of Montana because of all the winning he did his first stint here. And now the Grizz have been very good the last couple years, but he has so much equity from that first tenure as well because they were basically unbeatable. Yeah. And I think it's interesting, though, to see how this thing progresses because every year we move along, the kids are a year away or a year younger than being able to remember Coach Houck. Do you remember the first go-round to Coach Houck? Because you probably would have been a little kid when that I, was going on. I don't on. even know. I I remember, like, just barely. Probably a like, little bit towards the, the end, end, right? Yeah, but yeah. But nothing towards the beginning. I don't even know. Yeah. Right, because, I, I mean, you were probably you. born, what, 2000? 2004. Yeah, so crazy. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, you were, like, there. You were just a little kid, by, what, five years old by the time Coach yeah. Houck was out of there. So, it, it, maybe does that add to it, though, because you only hear the legends of how good yeah. this guy once was? Definitely. Like, I mean, he still is, but He's, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, I was looking back at a picture, and I was on the field, and I was like four years right. old or something, and uh, Hauk's in the background, and then I'm taking a picture with some huge old lineman, and I look, <laughs> right. at, I look at the old lineman, and I'm like... That's our school police officer. Like, <laughs> oh my God! What like, against Charles story. Burton? I'm right, like, right. holy oh, yeah. cow! Big, big Chuck, man. Yeah. yeah, that's so. awesome. What a funny story. I mean, yeah, that that's the new thing too. I mean, I, Soren Seaver tweeted some pictures of him as yeah. a little kid there. And yeah, it is funny because you see, oh man, yeah. So there's some of my buddies from college. Uh-huh. So uh, it, it is kind of cool uh, how that's becoming more of a legend than. Uh, a reality. How about Montana as a school? Like, what do you think of staying in your hometown? And what I mean, do you have any idea what you want to pursue academically or anything? Yeah, um, I was thinking about pursuing like maybe athletic training or something mm, like interesting. that. Interesting, good program here for that. And then I sure. uh, saw you had to take a couple chemistry courses. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, maybe not. Maybe I'll just, you know, pursue business because you can sure. take so many routes out of that. Yeah. But as for the school being here and not leaving, so many people are like, ah, I, I just want to get out. I want right. to get out. But I, I genuinely love, like, I love Missoula, and I don't, you can't ask for anything more than playing college football in your hometown at the school that is six blocks away from the high school you went to. 
next week, the East-West Shrine game, the uh, team from the West will be practicing in uh, Butte and then headed up to Great Falls for the game. And it's a great fundraiser, a great way uh, for people around the state of Montana to help raise money for a great cause, the Shriners Hospital. But also, uh, sort of a final hoorah, a last chapter of high school career for some of the best football players in the state. We were talking before we went on air, but you uh, are two, or one of at least, four guys that got recognized, including two guys that are going to represent the West, and yeah. that's a good number for Hellgate. So what do you think of this opportunity next week to kind of get one last shot as a high school football player? Yeah, I think I think it'll be really fun because I've had such a great relationship with a bunch of guys from the West that are going to play, including all those Grizz recruits. Um, that's an interesting dynamic too, right? You get to play for the first time with your future teammates, your yeah. last time with your old teammates, uh-huh. and then maybe play with somebody that's going to go to the other side right. too, right? You'll probably have a couple Bobcats uh-huh. on the, the West team too. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, I think it's going to be a really fun week. Um, I also do think the West is going to win. I think we are loaded. Yeah, to be honest, I think there's uh, you just look at the offensive line and then. You put Caden Hewitt at quarterback, Tyson Rostad at quarterback, and then you have Jake Rendina as running back. And you don't, like, scratch the receiver, scratch anything. You could right. literally run it 45 times we right had, up the middle. We, the senior spotlight kicked off with Jake Rendina, and what a beast that guy is. Oh, my God. What was it like playing against him, though? Awful. I mean, I bet, man. I mean, this guy's like 6'1", 235. He looks like... What most normal defensive tackles in oh Montana God. look like, except yeah. for he's fast and strong, too. Yeah, well, playing at that safety position. <laughs> I bet full head of uh, steam, not good. Awful, Yeah, let me tell you. But um, the last time we played him, I, I moved down to like a kind of like a walk-up DN outside linebacker, and it wasn't as bad because he's not full speed. Right. And I just hit him straight in the ankles. But uh, it was not fun. No. Yeah, I bet not. Well, you, you will be playing with a lot of your, your future teammates, and that's a fun part of this. So, I mean, what do you think of this class you're coming in with? Because a, yeah. a heavy Montana flavor with a lot of guys you probably at least know mm-hmm. of having played against them these last couple of years. Yeah, I think uh, the guys that have been recruited and committed to Montana are this year are going to be really good. Um, and not only are they going to be really good at football, they're going to be a good representation of what Montana football is. And they're going to be, you know, great people outside of the field. But not only that, like the the kids that I know from out of state, my my roommate's going to be that Nebraska kid, Vincent Genitone. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And you look at his resume, and he is a freak. I mean, he he blew the doors off the Nebraska State track. I mean, this guy's a, a state champion wrestler at 220, and he also ran a 10-5 flat in the 100 10-5 meters. 10-5 flat? Like, that, that seems actually impossible. It's, it's got to be, it, but... Uh, it, that, that's cool. You're going to be able to live in with an out-of-state guy. I think they. Mm-hmm. I like that they do that to kind of give the, the yeah. local guy with the out-of-state guy to kind of show him around, show him the ropes. Yeah. Well, last thing for you then. I mean, this is obviously a dream come true for you to be able to to graduate from Hellgate and go to the Grizzlies. But when you did put the name on the dotted line, what was that moment like? That must have been pretty cool for oh, you and your was, family. It was surreal. I I literally was like shaking, putting my hand on the the uh, pen to write that and. It, I, it feels amazing. I, I think the last Hellgate kid to go to the Grizz to play football was Zach Peavy, who is yep. also an amazing athlete. Um, you know, and I just, I'm excited to show what Hellgate football has become. One last week representing the Knights. Next week at the East-West Shrine game, then he will be officially a Montana Grizzly, Ian Finch. The latest subject of our senior spotlight. This was great, man. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you so much. Nuanas now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN Montana app. How about some more NFL conversations? Plus, we'll talk some NBA Finals. The Celtics all of a sudden with a commanding lead. We'll do that next. Keep it right here. 102.9 FM, ESPN Missoula. The advocates can help you if you've been injured in an automobile, motorcycle, pedestrian, or even a dog bite accident. For additional information on other types of cases that the advocates handle, you can always visit MontanaAdvocates.com. You can chat with an experienced attorney with no upfront out-of-pocket expense. Visit online or call 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. A trio from the Montana State men's track team is into the NCAA National Finals in Tracktown, USA. Hello, I'm Andrew Houghton. 
Montana State qualified a program record five athletes for the NCAA Outdoor Track and Field Championships in Eugene, Oregon this weekend. On Wednesday, Duncan Hamilton, Levi Taylor, and Drake Schneider all punched tickets to the finals in their respective events, earning All-American honors in the process. Hamilton, a junior who is in his sixth total national championship meet, blazed through the men's 3,000-meter steeplechase semifinal, winning his heat in a near-record qualifying time of 8 minutes, 23.19 seconds. That time was not only one of the fastest qualifying times in the event's history in the top time in the field of 16 runners, but also served as the 27th fastest time on the planet this year. The Bozeman High School product took fifth in the event last year as a sophomore. Taylor, a sophomore from Laurel, also guaranteed himself All-American honors by earning the seventh best qualifying time in 8 minutes, 30.2 seconds to earn a spot in the finals. Schneider broke his Montana State record in the 400-meter hurdles for the fourth time in three meets, running a personal best 49.08 seconds. The mark was the second best in the field heading to the finals. Colby Wilson, the fourth MSU athlete in the national championship field, earned honorable mention All-American honors by finishing 20th in the pole vault. Lucy Corbett, a Bozeman High product and five-time Big Sky Conference champion, competes in the women's high jump on Saturday. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. Wow, back in the car, rolling on the air. Seen this young and walking, I'm thinking show the bad weight. Lace front short, lace front short. So I kept it moving like I ain't want shorty. I'm like, hey, little shorty, caught up, posted at that light. Wasn't looking at me, but she sure was looking right. I gave her a wink, she waved at me back. It's way easier when I get on this side so I can, you know. Actually talk to my guy face-to-face. New Honest Now, ESPN Radio, a little reshuffling for you. Live if you're watching on SWX Montana Television or on the ESPN Montana app. Thanks for being here. Also, thanks to Ian Finch for swinging by. Missoula Hellgate graduate is on his way to play football for the Montana Grizzlies. What a fun interview. What a cool kid. I shouldn't say kid. I mean, what a cool dude, man. What a, what a fun guy to have on to talk sports. Very fun. Also, two uh, things to mention from stuff that's already happened throughout this nuanas now one we were rattling off all the division one bound montanans in track and field and uh, remiss but we must uh, add tanner clump to the mix tanner clump an outstanding cross-country champion and distance running aficionado who's headed to the university of minnesota he's a missoula sentinel graduate his twin brother drew clump Probably could have run track and field in college as well, but instead he's going to go play football for the Montana Grizzlies. So a couple really talented twins. Drew is going to swing by sometime after the Shrine game. He's he's busy working this summer. Been texting with him, but he'll be a part of our senior spotlight, as will Tanner. So actually maybe we'll get him in here together. Tanner's got some shine because he was on during cross-country season a couple times last fall. He had an illness this spring that uh, cost him some minutes, but he was still a a multiple event placer at the double-A meeting. I mean, heck, the kids go to the Big Ten, so clump twins to come. Thanks for listening to us. Thanks for kicking it with us. And uh, thanks for riding along with us. The Senior Spotlight is uh, its such a fun deal. And the last several years, we've, we've basically done one of these a week. But there's just so many fun stories and so many great athletes in the state of Montana that I just decided we're just gonna we're just gonna blow it out. I have a list that's dozens of, of seniors long, and I'm just gonna keep on highlighting them because this is a this is what we love about sports. You know, there's there's been so many different things that have infiltrated the sporting world, whether it's fantasy sports or sports gambling or just the fierce passion that so many sports fans have for their teams or the ability to watch your team no matter who they are where they are or where you are it's all increased the the appetite for sports and it's it's increased the passion for sports but it also comes with some some downsides to it you know the 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 vitriol that can come from from fans interacting with each other is sometimes hard to deal with rivalries can get a little ugly at times the just gratuitous and sometimes just obscene level of money is hard, especially when it comes to non-professional athletics. I mean, that's really hard for me is sort of the, the monetization and exploitation of it. But what what sports is really about in its essence, I, I keep saying this, but this should be 
our mission statement, our thesis statement, all of it here at ESPN Radio, it's twofold. It's one, it's learning all of the lessons that come from both winning and losing. It's we're, it's learning that sometimes you can try your absolute best, put in all the work, make all the sacrifices, have some talent, have some luck, and it still might not go your way. And that's okay. If you gave your best, that's all you can do. That's the best you can do. And But the other part of it is it's a wonderful example and a wonderful display of a coming-of-age ceremony for so so many young people. And some of these accomplishments and some of these uh, pursuits, they're helping open doors for the future of these young people as well. And I think it's it's why we love sports so much here in Montana. We love to watch and, and support our local athletes. And then we love to present them to the world as a representation of us, of our state, of our community, of our town, of our school, all of that sort of thing. So that's why we're just going all in on this uh, Senior Spotlight Series. I, I'm really impressed with so many of these kids from around the state of Montana. So we're just going to keep on rolling with it. What else am I impressed by? Well, the toughness and the swagger and the resolve of the Boston Celtics. I fully thought the Celtics were going to win last night. I did not think they would dominate the game like they did. And it it was an impressive performance from stem to stern. They came out swinging. They took control of the game. They dominated the first half. The Golden State Warriors came back with an epic third-quarter run. Uh, They destroyed the Celtics in that period. Steph Curry really got cooking. And the Warriors even took the lead in it. But then the last four minutes of the third quarter, the Celtics slowly gain the upper hand again, and then they dominate the fourth quarter, and they come away with a 16-point victory. And now the Boston Celtics have a 2-1 to lead in the NBA Finals over the Golden State Warriors. A lot went wrong. A lot went right for the Celtics, being at home, one of the great home court advantages in sports. Uh, they, they seized momentum early. They shot the ball well. They got contributions across the board. Jalen Brown looks like he is absolutely evolving and transforming into a real-life, not just really good player, but elite player. Dare I say borderline superstar player? He was ferocious last night. He looked tremendous. So all the credit to the Celtics in that realm. Also, though, a lot went wrong for the Warriors. Draymond Green was in foul trouble, not surprisingly, after spouting off like he did in the media. He also, though... As is typical Draymond style, which is, is to, at least to me, what makes him so hard to hate. His self-awareness is so endearing. And he said after the game, he said, hey, I was soft today, and th- this is on me. You know, two points and three rebounds and four assists or whatever he had. He had single digits in all the, the main categories by a long shot. He has more fouls than he had anything else. But for him to call himself out, a great correction. But that's that's one part of the cog. Clay, Clay Thompson did not play particularly well down the stretch. He had 19 points through the first probably 30-something minutes of this game, but then took a lot of forced shots, a lot of bad shots down the stretch. Uh, He's still having a hard time when he's not outside the three-point line. And probably the biggest concern for the Warriors, though, was after Steph Curry got it cooking and got the Warriors back into the game and then gave the Warriors the lead, he seemed to suffer some sort of... uh, I don't know. It was hard to tell on on the replay whether it was his ankle or somewhere in his groin abdomen region that was bothering him, or a combination of both. But he was certainly ginger right after the, the collision and the tangle-up occurred. And then he did he played sparingly down the stretch, mainly because the home team, the Celtics, had such a commanding lead. But um, this series, I think I've heard a lot of analysts and pundits say that they expected a seven-game series, but I don't know if anybody expected the seven-game series to go like the first three games have gone. And uh, now here the Celtics are two wins away from their 18th NBA championship. Uh, Andrew, you watched at least the second half of the game with me last night. Uh, Again, not surprising that Boston won game three on their home court, but there was certain levels. I guess what I'm saying is it was surprising to me how much Boston just looked like the better team last night, but you are always so good at reminding us that that's the NBA. That's how it ebbs and flows. You can't overreact because uh, it's going to keep swinging back and forth just depending on who's doing what, the, the scenario in the series, and whoever's at home. It's definitely going to switch back. I wouldn't be surprised if this series still went seven. 
but I think the Celtics can take a couple things out of that performance from last night. The first thing, sort of the return of Robert Williams III, and I know he's been playing in and out uh, of the lineup. He looked fully healthy last night, and that was really reflected in the stats. I mean, game high plus 21. He had 8 points, 10 rebounds, but 4 blocks, 3 steals. So important for that defense because I think Boston does as good a job as anybody in the league can expect to of sort of shutting off that initial penetration that so much of the Warriors' offense is built on. Uh, Because the thing with the Warriors is the outside shooting, but it's also not many guys can stay in front of Steph Curry and Jordan Poole just with their first step one-on-one. Boston does a good job of that, but they're still going to get you. Having that guy who can protect the rim is, is so huge. For well, Boston. So, so much of it's because they run a defensive system, right? I mean, Boston, they have individual really good defensive players, including the best perimeter defensive guy in the league, and Marcus Smart. I mean, the defensive player of the year proves it. But I think it's why you see Boston look a little bit, not a little bit, a lot vulnerable when they don't have each of the key elements, right? Like when Robert, Robert Williams was missing games, they look nothing like the, the team they are defensively. Al Horford, he hurts them when he's out. Marcus Smart, it's their role guys that are so important to what they do defensively. Yeah, and when Robert Williams isn't at 100%, we saw this in Game 2 when Curry torched them, they have to play that drop-back scheme against the pick-and-roll because he can't really do anything else on the perimeter there. I just thought he looked a little bit quicker last night, uh, and that showed in their entire defense. And also the thing with the Celtics, they, they, they do this better than the Warriors, man. They were getting the easier buckets last night. They were getting the easier looks because they pass and cut and move their way. And the, and that comes with getting looks on the offensive boards, too. That helps. But they looked a little bit like the prime warriors out there, just being able to get open shots. I mean, getting the defense scrambling. There was one possession where they you know got the defense scrambling, kicked it out to Derek White at the top. You have two guys running at him. All he has to do is fake the shot, pass it down low to, I think, Robert Williams for the dunk. That one really stood out to me. You see that on one end, and then on the other end, Curry's trying to dribble his way into step-back threes. It just looks a lot more difficult for the Warriors, or it did in Game 3. More NBA Finals, plus a couple NFL points of discussion as well. One last break before we take you home here on your Thursday. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. It's Nuanas Now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Thanks for coming back with us. It's Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, or maybe the new ESPN Montana app. Thanks for kicking it with us. Coulter Nuanas coming to you through the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport, largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest, nwmsrocks.com. Missed anything in the show? Fun show. Talked about how maybe track and field, the potentially... Uh, Loosest entry point to Division One athletics for Montana athletes. Your time is your time, and that's going to get you recognized. That's why we have almost five dozen, and that was just off the top of my head, athletes from Montana that are competing at high-level Division One track and field programs across the region and the nation. We also 
heard from Justin Angle, a business angle. We talked about the marketability of track and field in terms of exposing your university on the national level. We talked some NFL scandal. But more importantly, how do they seem to be immune from scandal affecting their business model? And we talked about, of course, in my opinion, the hottest story in sports right now, the Live Tour. That was part of the business angle. And uh, also, we talked with Ian Finch, Missoula Hellgate, as part of our senior spotlight. An outstanding football player who's headed to the Montana Grizzlies, also a standout in basketball this last year and a participant in track and field. He said, you know, maybe not his, his best sport, but a guy that will be a Division One football player here in his hometown next year. And uh, also talks some NBA Finals. You can find it all on the Nuanas Now podcast, proudly presented by Sportsbet Montana, as well as the Advocates. The Missoula Paddleheads, they are back in full force. And they are back at home. Billings Mustangs in town. First pitch tonight, 7.05. They got the Mustangs last night in thrilling fashion, 7-6. to six. So it's uh, it's been an interesting start to the season this year with a Montana-heavy schedule for the Paddleheads. They played the Great Falls Voyagers nine times in a row, but now they're back at home for a three-game set against Billings. Then they're in the Magic City for three more. And next week... A three-game homestand that goes from Tuesday through Thursday with Great Falls in town again. And then they're on the road for their first-ever matchup against the Glacier Range Riders. The Range Riders, the new Pioneer League team from up there in the Flathead in Kalispell. But that weekend, June 16th through the 18th, the 16th will be the beginning of the Indigenous Heritage Celebration. The Missoula Paddleheads, in association with All Nations Health Center and Missoula Broadcasting Company, a great celebration of our native peoples in Montana. There'll be a grand entry before Thursday, June 16th's game against the Great Falls Voyagers. Then, with the Paddleheads on the road, they'll have an awesome talent show that Friday night, June 17th, featuring some uh, local up-and-coming stars. And on the 18th, they have a 5K fun run and walk. So it's suitable for all ages. You want to find out more about the Indigenous Heritage Celebration, visit www.allnations.health today. Uh, so the the Paddleheads, after last night's victory, they sit at uh, one game over 500, seven and six overall. They have won their last two. They had a, a tough skid. They lost six out of their... Uh, they lost six out of eight, I should say, but they've won two in a row, and they sit there at uh, seven and six in the Pioneer League standings. Great Falls is out to a ten and four start. The Idaho Falls Chuckers are ten and three, and uh, they've won eight of their last ten. So the Chuckers, the hottest team in the north side, on the south side, Ogden continues to be uh, the leader in the clubhouse. They, the uh, the Raptors, are nine and three so far this season. There's also the Northern Colorado Owls in the league on the south side this year. The Boise Hawks. The Grand Junction Rockies and the Rocky Mountain Vibes. The uh, Owls sit at five and seven. The Grand Junction Rockies sit at four and eight. The Boise Hawks sit at four and nine, and the Rocky Mountain Vibes sit at one and twelve. They've lost eleven in a row. So I, I thought this uh, Paddleheads team was going to be interesting to analyze, just because of year two of the independent schedule, the independent Pioneer League, and uh, last year they were just so dynamite. And uh, it's been more like real baseball this year, just in terms of, uh, you know, kind of the ups and downs. It takes a little bit to get going. Last year, they just tore through the league. They were basically in first place from stem to stern, both uh, winning the first half and second half championships and then winning the playoff Pioneer League championship as well. So it was a banner year last year for the Paladins. actually just got a, a uh, Paladins championship flag uh, earlier today. So maybe we'll get that up here in the studio. or Maybe we'll have it in, in Andrew's side on the production side. But that's all to say, all of the 92 Paddleheads games, including tonight's game against the Billings Mustangs, will be aired right here on ESPN Radio. We've also spent the last couple weeks rounding up all of these great state champions that we crowned. Spring sports, there's so many different sports that culminate in these last two weekends, plus it's a graduation time, all that stuff. So there's so many different athletes from so many different classifications to highlight, and that's what we've been doing. But uh, next week, we'll start having our good buddy and uh, the voice of the Paddleheads, Jeff Safford, in. And we'll do a little Paddleheads slash Major League Baseball segment for you. Um, probably hear from Jeff 
before games quite often, but then also just have a weekly baseball talk segment as well. So stay tuned for that. Uh, excited to talk more Paddleheads baseball, more Pioneer League baseball uh, as the summer rolls on. We didn't get a chance to get around to our um, discussion about hypothetical FCS national champions if North Dakota State wasn't in the division. So that'll be one thing that we roll over into tomorrow. Should be very fun. We also have our good friend Carolyn, the chick who doesn't know sports, swinging by about 5 o'clock, efforting a couple other um, standout athletes who are on their way to play college football, including a confirmation from another Hellgate product. Tommy Nielsen will join us in studio right off the top tomorrow about 4 p.m. And uh, we'll also continue to give you updates on the outdoor track and field championships over there in uh, Eugene, Oregon. The other thing I didn't uh, get to in terms of clarification, I said I wanted to clarify two things. And I told you about Tanner Clough headed to Minnesota. The other one, uh, we've been getting inquiries about when the steeplechase finals will be. It features two Montanans, two Montana State athletes, Duncan Hamilton and Levi Taylor. The men's steeplechase final will take place at 724 Mountain Time tomorrow. That's Friday. And uh, I'm pretty sure it'll be on ESPN2. The prelims were on ESPN2, so I'm, I'm assuming that it'll be on ESPN2 as well. Drake Schneider, who's into the finals for the 400-meter hurdles, a Montana State senior, he will uh, also run Friday night, 827, so about an hour and three minutes after his teammates. And then the women's high jump featuring Lucy Corbett, who hails from Bozeman and is also a Montana State Big Sky champion. She'll high jump on Saturday. So a couple athletes left to follow before we put a, a wrap on this academic and athletic calendar year. We'll give you all the updates tomorrow, give you all the previews tomorrow, have some great interviews and stuff for you as well. We'll see you back here at 4 p.m. In the meantime, have a great Thursday evening. Nuan is now ESPN Radio. If you're ever injured in an accident and you're worried about if a lawyer is going to cost you too much money, the advocates, they will provide help for you. No out-of-pocket costs until your case is settled. You pass the stress of your accident off to the advocates. That helps you focus on getting better. To find out how the advocates can help you, you can call them free of charge, 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.